0: Welcome to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I am Chip, and I'm Chris, and we're here today to talk about all things swim run shoes. But we have two people with us who know way more about this than we do. Annie and Brooke from Team Swim Run Lab. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Thank you again for
2: being our phone a friend uh, <laughs> for the swim run shoe shoe down, as we're calling it. Loosely That's titled the right. shoe down or a round the shoe table. down.
0: Yeah. We,
2: you know, we were doing gear reviews and we thought, okay, it's easy to kind of do one wetsuit model like the Blue 70 Alliance suit that we did or uh, the Arc Keel Poo Boy, but shoes are tough because to align four different people to use the same thing, same shoe is, is uh, dare I say, an impossibility. So we thought yeah. we would just provide everybody for some good tips, considerations for buying the, the best swim run shoe for you.
0: Yeah, so we're, we're, we'll just keep it general at the beginning, sort of general considerations about what you want to look for in swim run shoes. Spoiler alert, you don't want them to hold water like they're a teacup. And then we're going to talk specifically about each leg, leg swim, run, transitions. And then we're just going to do a roundtable where we're the four of us are going to talk about all the shoes that we've tried, just to give you a sense of because we've done some minimal, Our some maximal. Yeah. People have some strong opinions. So we hope that, that you find that valuable when you're making your decision. Let's just jump
2: into it. So we'll kick these off with a couple. So general considerations for buying a swim run shoe. I think on the top of this list, if not one of the top things, is probably drainage. Would, is everyone in agreement with, with this comment?
1: <laughs> top three. Yes.
2: Yes. Okay. And then I'm going to say probably tread slash... Grippiness—the non-technical term. What sort of lugs that these shoes have, or or what sort of tread that you're needing. Uh, the cushioning, you know, for the running aspect. Stack height, if you're uh, one of those. Yeah, millimeter stack height, buoyancy. So, do they sink like a like a big couple cinder blocks tied <laughs> to your feet, or they float up like you got balloons on? And that exhausts my list. The Storm Run Labs, <laughs> Annie and Brooke. What do you think? Any other? General considerations for these uh, Swim shoes?
1: I think you nailed it. Good fit. And that's highly personal.
0: Yeah, that 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 totally makes sense. Yeah. I think um, the only other, besides drainage, it's also how sort of sloshy the shoes get. Because the shoes can drain, but if when you're testing them, your feet are sliding around and just everything feels kind of wet. If the, if, if the event's really long, I mean, one of the things I hear, like, oh, I'm going to get blisters. Like, how do you not get blisters? And that hasn't really been a problem, I think, not because you're kind of wearing, like, the right shoes. Um, but that's for another episode if we're talking about socks. So I guess. Stay tuned for also- that. Also,
3: say, um, I don't know how, what, how you classify this, but, like, uh, you know, if you get, like, really mesh shoes that have good drainage, they also allow, like, sand and dirt in.
0: Yeah
1: particle size permeability i think yes. metric we're looking about there i wow. love you guys yes. you know what you, you Membrane permeability.
0: You, you stole the word right I'm, out of my I'm, mouth i'm gonna change my internet password because
3: <laughs> no one will be able to spell
2: that right if you can't spell it right twice in a row then you know no hacker will guess it <laughs> uh you into your account. <laughs> yeah now i'm gonna hack into chris's cargo account all right, so let's kick this off with with the swim. And Annie, you were gonna you were gonna kick that off for us.
1: Oh my gosh, the swim. Okay, to be honest, I do not think anyone should pick a running shoe, swim running shoe, even for its qualities on the swim. I could give a dang how my shoe performs while I'm swimming, because fact is, I am swimming with shoes on, and they're still shoes at the end of the day, like buoyancy, this buoyancy, that you're still wearing shoes and they are creating a lot of drag. And that's just like a known factor. I would say it's a constant, um, in swim run. And so Mm -hmm. I personally don't consider their performance on the swim whatsoever.
0: So I have a question for you. So if I were to rephrase that the shoes should at least be a non-factor in the water. Exactly. Like neutral. They, yeah, it's just like you're wearing shoes, you got to deal with that reality, there that more
3: constant factors to like think about maybe than, the, than how they perform in the swim. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Like I think there was there there was some like I got excited a while back thinking like, oh, I can wear you know shoes with a really big midsole and create like some extra lower body buoyancy, but mm-hmm. fact is like if your feet are floating up, it does nothing for your ideal swim position because right. that's yeah. kind of driven from your hips
3: didn't you right. like put little uh shoe floaties on your laces one year
1: mm-hmm. yep and i just that felt i, like- I felt yeah. like i was wearing pom-poms on my feet
0: <laughs> or it yeah is- or like penny loafers you know the little yeah. loafers that had the little yeah, but
1: yeah, i yeah. don't think there was a performance enhancing quality so yeah i would say just neutrality in the water yeah. you don't want to feel annoyed
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think I think that's good. I I I would say in terms of buoyancy, there's definitely shoes that'll feel more buoyant than others. Um, We'll talk about this later. But um, Hoka's because they have such a strong, just such a thick stack height in the soles. Like your the bottoms, your soles are basically sticking out of the water, which some some of that suboptimal position can probably mitigated if you have like a big old pool buoy that's kind of straightening everything out anyway. Yeah. Um, But yeah.
2: So I think, as we mentioned, the semi-permeable membrane layer. Did I get that right?
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Wow. Sure. Or close enough to call it a win here. You also want to make sure that that kind of goes both ways. So as you are swimming, as sort of water is like flowing into your shoe, that it's also able to kind of exit. And it's yeah. not almost like a little, you got two little mini parachutes parachute. on your feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. That I think that would be something to to consider. Now I remember when Chris and I first got into swim run, we were like, found these one shoes,
0: or we're saving that. Let's save it. Oh let's save gosh. that for the round okay. table. About I like yeah, and I, it's well, my fault because I brought a specific shoe into this already. It, so I'm Chris. sorry. <laughs> Let, let's just keep this general and not talk about specific okay. attributes of shoes until we get to a point table. later. So oh, everyone's gonna okay. have to wait for that. So we. Because
3: there is like, and I won't mention the specific shoe, but it sounds like there's technology out there that is exactly what you're saying, Chip. You know, to allow water to kind of come in and then flow out, like. Um, yes. Yeah. Like boats that do that. Don't the boats do that? Like suck water up and.
1: Oh, like the um, like jet, jet, skis?
3: jet. Yeah. Oh yeah, like a jet ski, like, like a, a jet boat. Ski. Yeah.
1: Mm. I think that's illegal. In the
0: Otello rules. <laughs> Unless you stick. carry you can't, it on the run. You can't, he can't have a jet boat. <laughs> what that would be. Well, you know, there, there's no rule on that, but as long as your pool buoy isn't more than 30 centimeters <laughs> by <Yeah>. 35 <laughs> by 20. We have mini shoe jet skis. That's,
3: that's legit.
2: So I think the blowtie boys and the swim run labs are in co-agreement that you should not buy your swim run shoe based on its swim performance alone.
0: Yes. If anything, yeah. the shoe should just be a non-issue in the water. You're wearing shoes. You got to get used to that. Every swim runner has to deal with that. Yeah.
3: There could be features of the shoe if you're kind of like debating between a couple different shoes. Yep. There could yeah. be features that you might gravitate towards.
2: And those and- would be like the drainage, tread, maybe cushion or buoyancy. Yeah. Kind of all I mean, some shoes like have the- like a sock
3: type this- thing. The sole color. I thought
2: that That was really good that uh, Asher Clark of Viva Barefoot mentioned that they. Episode 23. Wow. Good job, Chris. Yeah, that they specifically (laughs) made the bottoms of their shoes this really, really vibrant, like almost neon orange color, so that you could easily keep your eyes on your partner's feet when they're in front of you on a swim run. Yeah.
3: And I was like, that's next
2: level genius.
3: What do you feel about that? Like being the person behind me like is not. Oh, that
0: was a little bit wild. of a humble brag right
3: there. Woo!
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're spicy tonight. How do you it's like, feel it's like one point.
3: towing you around. One everywhere. point
0: on the
2: board.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on on that for you?
1: I love associating a bright color with being towed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it.
0: Well, that's I, it. Okay. It
1: helps me stay aware and aware that Brooke's a faster swimmer than me
3: then I will spray paint my shoes.
1: Yeah, go for
3: it. Oh, that's not a bad
2: idea. Um, We'll keep that for the aftermarket DIY mod section later. So let's move on to the run where shoes are uh, Excel. They're way more
1: important on the run. Yeah,
2: they're pretty important. They're pretty important on the run. (laughs) run. I'm going to say this statement, and I'm going to hear what everyone kind of thinks of this, that, If you're looking for a a new pair of swim run shoes, a good place to start should probably just be what shoes you run with on the trails now. Yeah,
0: I would give it a little bit of caveat to that. I think if you have trail shoes, that's a good place to start. Pretty much every swim run that we've done, there's been a high percentage of trails, if not all trails. Yep. So... You want something with a little bit more tread on the bottom.
3: You also don't know what, like if you, yeah, start with like what you have and what you love and test them in the water. Mm -hmm. But you also don't know what you're missing out on until you try other shoes and test them in the water. Because like our first swim run race, I didn't even own a pair of trail shoes Mm
1: -hmm. and Mm -hmm.
3: borrowed, what did I borrow from our friend? Do you remember? They were like.
1: They they were the Brooks Pure Grit.
3: Oh, Brooks Pure Grit. Those are
2: (laughs) trail Yeah, I
3: borrowed yeah. those from a friend, did our first swim run and they were so slushy, but I didn't know. I had a great mm-hmm. time. Like mm-hmm. I thought they were yeah. excellent. And then I ran in my, I, you know, I did swim run in my current shoe and I, it was like a world of difference in terms of, of drainage and how light they were. So, so it's a good place to start, but you got to also measure it against some other stuff to know is is this how it's supposed to because people just assume it's going to be slushy but
0: it doesn't have to be right exactly Exactly. yeah and I think I think that that makes perfect sense it's like we all the sport can get expensive pretty quickly if you start geeking out on stuff um check your shoes out Uh, again this does water bucket test I think is a good one just put your shoe it, you know submerge it in water and bring it back up and just watch it drain yeah like fill your sink up like or yeah like does it drain (laughs) That'd be that'd be question number one, <laughs> right? Yes, okay.
1: First rule of swim running shoes: do not buy a Gore Tex shoe.
2: Yeah, waterproof isn't your friend. Don't
1: do it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, waterproof means it's it's it's
0: probably gonna it can't, keep it water in. can't get in. It's a it teacup. also can't get out. Yeah, <laughs> so if it gets in. It's not coming out.
2: Yeah, that's a good point too. So, okay, for the run, you also for some of these longer, especially a World Series course or even the Otolo, uh World Championship. I mean, you're running. 20, 30, 40 miles.
3: 41 miles with a half yeah. marathon, like, at the very end. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so you have to make sure that if, if you're running that, that's a lot of time on your feet that yeah. you don't want if, you know, not if you want to make sure that that your feet are going to be in a good place when you're hitting that half marathon, that's like the second to last leg after you've been racing for eight hours.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, you have to make sure, uh, you know, some brands are pretty minimal if you're not used to that or comfortable running like that. I mean, I think it was uh, the swimmer monks way back when, when we had them on, they were talking about when they did the world championship, they basically had the wrong shoes. So their Mm -hmm. dogs were barking for half the race. I mean, when something's that long, that's... uh, Ouchie. It's not fun and
3: and consider the terrain so you know some races have a a lot of street cement or or kind of dirt road component others you know more technical trail a little softer maybe yeah what do they call that Knoll run or um fell running fell running yes thank you that's
1: like what the brits call it
3: yeah uh Cell running just sounds so like soft and squishy to me, like they're running over the hills of England, or something. like
0: like they're running to to Middle Earth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, to Hobbiton. Yeah. No, is that what? It, That's where the hobbits are from. Oh, that makes sense. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I think we've had
2: our first our Lord of the Rings reference <laughs> on the show. Yeah. So running, we want to make obviously you need to make sure that you can run in these shoes that they do shed water because as we sort of transition to the Things you should consider for transitions: You're going to be coming from being inside of a body of water to out
0: outside of body, of body outside of water.
2: Said body of water. Yeah. So you want to make sure you're not bringing, or you're bringing as little water as you can with you when you when you go to start your run.
0: Yeah, and I would say if if, if I can speak for the swim run labs, I think it's all about testing. Like, yeah. whatever it is you have, test it, put it through the paces, do a couple transitions, and just see what you think is going to work.
3: And tested tested on various terrain, you know, some like really slippery transitions out there.
1: The, some great tests, Chris mentioned the water bucket test. And if you want to go even a little bit more nerdy on that, you could like take a kitchen scale or something and just dunk your shoe in water, like weigh it before, weigh it when it's dry, weigh it when you've dunked it in water, like immediately upon pulling it out, then kind of hang it from the clothesline or dangle it and let it drain for two minutes and then yeah. weigh it. And so that's like, you know, two minutes of running with, with like heavy sponges on your feet. It's not the best. But if you can get most of that weight gone in two minutes, that's a pretty good deal for your shoe. So that's a good test you can do. And then get your shoes wet and try like scrambling over rock, scrambling over a technical trail, including like wood and roots. And try running on just like a pavement surface, you know. And that's yeah. a great way to sort of without really leaving your town <laughs> get some great data points about how this is gonna do. I for mean you.
0: I think I think the point really is, good, is really well taken points. of just trying it in a different terrain. Like if you're if you're using a trail shoe because they usually have more tread or lugs Lug. on the bottom, you actually don't have as much surface contact. So anything mm-hmm. if you're on pavement or something and if it's wet, you're just gonna be slipping around. So
2: Yeah and and not every transition is a perfect beach like you might see in Moana. You know, at Casco Bay, there's rocks with algae that you're slipping on and, and everything. So the 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 transitions are very varied. And then you also have the transition on the other side, right? Coming into the water, are you gonna feel that you can trust your shoes, whether it's the lugs or whatever grippiness you have on it, if you just come barreling like a you know water buffalo straight into well I the have ocean?
0: another consideration for you. When you're going into the water and you're on the beach are you just getting loaded up with rocks? Like yes. if you have the Sig. wrong shoes, you can get super loaded up with rocks. Like yes. the, the more like specific, quote unquote specific swim run shoes have like a sock that kind of a, like a, prevents that. It's yeah. almost like it a built-in like a gator, gator. Yeah. Um, yeah. which like a neoprene booty yeah. almost
2: looking yeah. thing that goes up to your ankle. I haven't seen that on too many shoes, I will say.
0: Yeah, but I but I think that I remember That's a cool feature, I remember when we did Casco, uh Casco Bay, there was like basically ten different types of beaches that we hit, like pebble beaches, super scary, like deep hole beaches, algae, mossy beaches, yeah, kelp beaches. Um, yeah. Everything, right? And and it, uh, when we did the last run, I had so many rocks in my that shoes. Was- I was almost like, Hey Chipper, do you wanna do like a rock break? And you're like He was like, no, let's just finish this.
1: (laughs) Which, Chris, Chris, it comes down to your shoes because Brooke and I had the same thing. Brooke did not have rocks in her shoes. And I was like smuggling an ounce of every one of those 10 beaches (laughs) in my shoes. You're like starting a
0: collection. It
1: was not cool. And yeah, I know. I didn't want to keep those rocks any second longer. (laughs) So I did. I took a rock break and it was about two minutes which was about the time that we were off the podium so it pays to get get a swim run shoe with particle permeability what was that thing i said particle
3: impermeability water permeability
1: correct yes but
3: um just back to the gator idea saying that there's not like very many shoes out there on the market with gators what do you guys think about just adding your own you know like adding your own because you know, they have gators out there for yeah. running. Yeah. Like and then I was thinking too on the swim, it would kind of create less drag because you have that smooth transition from your ankle That's to not,
0: the shoe. Yeah. It's not well, a bad, bad thought. You know what? That's almost like a so it's I'm a just test. I'm just gonna put it out there to, I'm just gonna open source this. You know, universe. uh you know yes, those cycling let's do it. you know those cycling booties that you wear yes. when it's uh yeah. something it's like pulled. that. Yeah. yeah. Like a cleat cover.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay
0: got, someone but it kind of
2: just covers of the front
3: yeah,
0: make you more aerodynamic. in the water and more
3: aerodynamic.
0: I also thought about sports this, are you taking
2: notes? I hate to go back on the swim part, but if you can, you want to make sure your shoelaces aren't you know if we're talking about like gains, you don't want your shoelaces dangling off like jelly you know octopus legs if you have those t- <laughs> tied up or streamlined then that's one less bit of drag that you have or you know something yeah that, or or uh, you could just algae. swim
0: straight and that'll probably take yeah. care of uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. i don't know how much drag the shoelaces are causing <laughs> unless you have the shoelaces i have that create like a little spinning motion in the water and kind oh, of
0: as a propeller, like a propeller. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. or also like like bait
2: for for fish yeah, <laughs> yeah i've been putting power bait on my shoes i hope this is not gonna be a problem um Caught a catfish once. Uh, okay, so now we're going into... We've already, already mentioned it a few times. So if you have your trail shoes or whatever shoes that you like, and again, there's going to be no right answer. No one could say one brand or style of shoe that would work for all four of us. Right. Um, so whatever we say could be 100% the opposite of what you need, and what you need could be... Or it also could be exactly what we say. So... There, we have aftermarket DIY mods. We heard things like gaiters or <laughs> uh, a little piece of foam that you kind of tie your laces through that kind of helps with that. Uh, who was – did Annie – did you use that? I tried that, okay. yeah. What were your uh, thoughts uh, on the the shoe floaties?
1: Well, I had paired them with – I actually wore them in Casco when I had to take my rock break, and they made it really hard to take my rock type. break. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh. So my aftermarket
1: hack for that lesson learned was no tie elastic cord laces. They don't the create lock that laces little or whatever. Lock laces yeah. do it. It's a great call.
2: Yeah. That's a really, really smart something easy to take on and off. I do like that if you have a tendency to get the rocky rocky soles.
0: Yeah. Well, here's a here's I'm just throwing this out there. Okay. This would fall into the DIY sort of um you know, sideshow, I guess. (laughs) sideshow. Have you guys seen these little tiny fins that Ah, you put on the top of your shoes? We saw them for the first time at our first swim run ever. It's California swim run in San Diego. These two German dudes, and we're like, look at these freaking guys. And of course, they won. won. Yeah, they destroyed us. Yeah, they were like, Like, it was ridiculous. But I was like, these guys think they're like Donald Duck. Like, what's going on?
3: (laughs) (laughs) You felt like crap. I
0: I did see a photo
2: when we were, I was looking through old Casco Bay photos and someone was sitting down on the beach, putting their fins on. Yeah. Now to me, what second or half second per hundred that you're going to gain with your fins and an un, undetermined amount of like cooking your, your yeah. legs by kicking more is like lost by sitting down on the beach and, and putting these, I think, these fins on. In my, in my opinion.
3: That's another like individual call. Like yeah? that's, you know, that guy's probably assessing his swim ability. Maybe he's like a really bad swimmer, you know? And, uh, and like Scott is a killer trail runner and, and has, you know, legs of steel. Like, I think, I think that's something you have to weigh. Like, um, yeah, as an individual, if you're going to be kicking the the whole race and then running the whole race and that's your strength, cool. If you're, if you got some swimming skills, it's probably not the best, the best option.
2: Yeah. I I guess, uh, yeah, there's those considerations and and trade-offs, Always throughout a race too, so they're all very individual. Yeah. Same with like capping down your wetsuit yeah. or anything like that. Well, like- and the
0: thing and thing about, about you know Atala and I'm sure every other race is like whatever you bring in to start the race with, you better you got to finish with it. You can't just like leave those Ditch on the beach the and be like. <laughs> That's oh, what I
3: have like a question about those uh, those the German guys at your your California race, like like how much propelling does do those little fins actually prevent? Like, did they kick the whole way?
0: Uh, I mean, uh, we never saw them.
2: <laughs> Literally, we only saw their heels. Chris and I, yeah, I think we kind of even waited till most of the people went out because I'm like, well, one, I don't want to get yeah. caught up in a tether.
0: Well, we also chickened out. They were they were using a tether, and we were like, we brought our tether, but we chickened out because it turned out it wasn't mandatory. And and they're like, oh, they're using a tether, and I was like, oh, oh those guys are using a tether. They're pro. like real swim runners, super pro.
2: Now. Yeah. Has has anyone heard or experienced drilling drainage holes into the bottom of your trail shoes to make them expert swim run shoes?
1: I have done that, and nothing bad happened. I think they drained better, and no unwelcome stuff came in.
2: Do you remember what
0: size bit you used, like an eighth th- of an inch? I think it's really small. You want to really make small. the smallest yeah. holes possible because you don't want stuff going in. Rock. Like mm-hmm. a rock, yeah. Or so sand or something, yeah. So you make or like a fish, a, yeah. And if if you I'll if you Google that, you can see there's there's YouTube videos on how to make your like shoes the proper terrain.
2: layout. Did you do a certain design or pattern on the bottom optimize, or you just kind of went willy nilly on it?
3: Did you put my initials on the bottom. I, <laughs> I love put it. a heart shape, guys. Aww. Oh, that's and, then, nice. and then my initials.
2: Yeah, <laughs> with an arrow shooting through it. Like yeah, zero. <laughs>
3: Yes, all of that. <laughs> um, that. Annie, you also did another uh, DIY hack recently with your sole, right? With your midsole. I did. Didn't you replace your
1: your? Oh yeah, um, the, no, the insole. Yeah, so I actually think this is a great thing to look for in a swim run shoe. Like if you're shopping for a swim run shoe, a shoe without a mid, without a removable midsole. I'm sorry, insole. So you're looking for an integrated insole, something that is not essentially a small sponge in your shoe. Oh,
0: yep. And
1: cool. for shoes that I have had that have had that, so like I did it for, am I allowed to name shoe models now? Are we at that go point? For it? Yeah, we're go for
0: We're getting, it. yeah.
1: Okay. We'll let it for, go.
0: This, <laughs> this, is, this is important.
1: For the Hoka Speedgoat and for the Merrill All Out Crush, They had like really spongy Mm – oops, nope, nope. They had separate issues. The Hoka Speedgoat had a really spongy insole, which I took out and replaced with nothing because it has a massive midsole and you cannot Mm -hmm. feel what's underfoot. But it really helped in the bucket test. Like it held way less water when I was in transition. And then for the Merrill All-Out Crush, which is a much more minimalist sole – That does have a little bit of midsole padding, but does not, it's not very much. And you can feel every pointy rock underfoot, which,
0: you
1: know, for those longer races or for technical trail that you want to bomb down and you don't want to just bruise your feet. What I did was I took a rock plate insole from, um, and I, I, researched this. Can you buy a rock plate insole just as its own thing? No, I'm pretty sure you can't because I looked at it, but They come with every pair of ultra trail shoes. There's like a, what they call their stone guard insole. So you can choose to have a rock plate in your shoe or not, if you buy an ultra trail shoe. And so if you have an ultra trail shoe or have a friend who has ultra trail shoes, they will for sure have this stone guard. And like my husband has a bunch of ultras. I've only ever needed one pair of stone guard insoles. And they're like a do it yourself rock plate you don't feel the rocks it's just it's, it's like heavy. a rigid plastic yeah. does not absorb water it's like
2: an orthotic right. a little bit no nope. it's not
1: it's not rigid to the point where you can't flex your foot and it doesn't have any arch support it's, it's like just like a steel
0: toe kind of thing so it's like a plasticky bendy thing is yeah. it is it
3: heavy it's like stone and rock plate sound like they would sink you to the bottom
1: mm-hmm. you're right that's really really like a terrible sounding Thing. no it's light it's plastic <laughs> okay.
0: yeah well what one, one, one note on rock plates most trail shoes have them built in so if 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 you're hearing rock plate and you're like oh my god like this is a thing most trail shoes already have them that yeah
3: I kind of veer away from when i read shoe reviews that have that i'm like oh i don't want that for a swim run because it just sounds like it would weigh me down but I, it sounds like that's not the case well
2: i think I, i'm gonna try it's not my
0: out now. Yeah, you
1: can yeah. try that.
2: Well, what, it's what not
1: are... rock weight; it's rock plate. Okay. <laughs>
3: yeah. well,
1: well, this is part.
2: this is good. Let's let's just jump right into the roundtable discussion, uh, and Annie, you, you can take it away. We'll start with what shoe you're currently using and some of the things you like about it, and then your your previous testing shoes. You don't have to hit every one, but if there's a couple that you want to mention, uh, go for it, and we'll uh, we'll take it from
1: there. So, unfortunately, my favorite swim run shoes are no longer being made. You can get them on eBay. I know it's really sad. So my, I think the best one I found is the Merrill all out crush. And they have two versions of that. Their first generation was not as great as their second generation. Um, but the second generation version, this shoe was designed for tough mudder races. So they were designed to drain super quickly from like wet obstacles. And they were designed to filter out fine silt so that you didn't accumulate that in your shoes. Um, so the the mesh it's they drain like a dream and they're not so minimalist that that you just feel everything so i was able to use that on a long course swimmer and i used them for orcas and there was enough padding that i felt great about my feet when i did that rock plate aftermarket hack and they have amazing grip because again engineered for tough mudders and i put the lock laces in after I learned that my rock break, (laughs) wow, we're using the word rock a lot. Um, After I learned that you need to be able to quickly zoom your shoe off and then zoom it back on. Mm -hmm. So with those changes to the shoe, it doesn't, it comes with an integrated insole. It's on the minimalist end of the spectrum. It has, I think, four millimeters of drop. So it's not a total um, flat shoe. It's just a really great, you can wear it for a sprint, you can wear it for a long course. I don't think I would maybe, I might not wear it for like the world championships length course, but I think it would do most long courses. So, but that.
0: it sounds like this shoe, um, you were also accumulating rocks in it though. So its, it's it wasn't yes. like a perfect shoe. It, was it wasn't perfect.
1: You. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where they came in. I think they might've come in through the collar.
3: Yeah,
2: I would yeah. think so. I'm, I just looked at it. It looks like almost like a kind of a, it looks like a tra- yeah it looks like a trail runner shoe mm-hmm. and yeah uh, Spartan races tough Mudder, OCR obstacle course racing that mm, probably could potentially be more quote unquote trendier than swim runs so that might also be a good place to kind of start your your search is like what's popular OCR style shoes yeah um, so so yeah Chris what what have you been using for for shoes and what what is your testing well
0: I'm am kind of a shoe guy in the sense that I have access to shoes, which is a which is a blessing and a curse. Depends if you're asking me or my wife. Um, so I was lucky enough to get a set of as my first one run shoes. They were the Salomon S Lab Amphibs. So the Amphibs come in two types. There's the regular Amphib, and then there's the S Labs, which is even more minimal. The lugs are more sort of intense. The regular Amphib just has kind of more of a regular bottom. They they're designed to essentially be an amphibious shoe, um, so they 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 drain really well. They are kind of on the minimal side. I convinced Chipper to get a pair. I mean, he he'll he'll tell you his story and how he came to the amphib's, um, but I really liked them. I wore them for short course and long course, and they were fine. You definitely have to get used to kind of the lack of stack height. It's pretty minimal. I think it's it's probably like like like. The Merrells four percent or four four or four million. Mil. Yeah. um, but yeah they they worked really well. The laces are these sort of quick tie things where you just kind of tuck in. And besides the rock problem, they were they were really good shoes. Um, They're a little pricey though, right? For the S Labs, yeah, I think they were about one sixty or something like that. I remember what the regular ones were. And to go back, sorry, Annie, how much are your are your your Merrells?
1: Oh my well, gosh! You you cannot you get hardly get them anywhere, but oh, right. you can usually get them for like thirty to sixty dollars on eBay. Nice. If wow. I don't buy you out.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, cool. That's that's a good value. Good value. It's a good, it's good, value, good value,
1: but it's a fading star, unfortunately. Oh, I think that's too bad.
0: That's too bad. Yeah, and then and then the other shoe that I've used is the Speedgoat Evo, which was a suggestion from from the Swim Run Monks that they were they were moving to that shoe because I mean, Chipper had a pair that he was using for for trail running because um, they drain really well, don't have a lot of bells and whistles on it. It's a pretty streamlined shoe. It's like a race trail shoe kind of. Yeah. Yeah, so I used those two, and that one's fine. I used that one for for Catalina, and it was, it was kind of a non-issue. And also, I mean, rocks weren't really an issue on that course, so I wasn't really worried about getting anything in my shoes. Yeah, Can that, you
3: know, yeah. A big difference with the float with
0: the foam. Yeah, well, it took some getting used to. Uh, definitely practice with them, and it just—it's like your feet are just—they're just, they're just doing know. their own thing. You know, like if you were wearing the shoes, the, the bottoms of your feet would be like sunburnt.
2: Like they're kind of almost sticking out of the water. It feels. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: it it was a weird position and definitely mitigated by having a keel like a really big pool buoy which -hmm. you can hear that review if you're if you're so interested um but yeah i mean it just took half a swimmer in practice to get used to them and then it looked like they were going to work just fine great i'll
1: chime in i've also used those two shoes but the Mm -hmm. entry level model not like the s lab or the The um or the evo and the entry or like the base level amphib Solomon Amphib has zero Tread in fact it's like a liability I would consider mm. It's so slippery it's insane I, That is it is like I have eaten shit Wearing that shoe wow And the Hoka Speed Goat I was pleasantly surprised by That one I thought it was going to be like a big Sloppy mess and um, Just because you don't have any ground Feel in the shoe and I, I tend to Think that's pretty important for like rocky transitions And beach runs but mm-hmm. it's
0: surprisingly it's a good one. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, for trail running, it's it's a it's a really great shoe, uh, my go to for sort of long trail runs.
2: Same. um, but, but it yeah, does, it does come in. That one's hundred and sixty bucks,
0: so yeah, not, it adds not up.
2: Cheap on on the Evo Speed Go. I think interestingly,
0: oh, yeah. uh, Atala and Vivo Barefoot, uh, who's a, the shoe sponsor, title yeah. sponsor, shoe sponsor for for Atala, they're all about being close to nature and like literally being like even your feet are just feeling everything you know all that feel all the nature so those shoes are, are super minimal that's like barefoot running kind of thing um and the new shoe that just came out the tempest it looks pretty interesting um it's all recycled and using algae biomass to give it structure like all this crazy stuff well um but the really interesting about that shoe and that shoe's pretty pricey that shoe's like 220 Mm -hmm. something like that it's the sole is designed it's some new compound essentially works really well on dry sort of turfy stuff and really sticky on wet stuff, so it essentially has both properties that you'd want in a shoe. Like it's grippy when it needs to be, and then it's, you know, yeah, not I think sliding. They around. Said it was some custom compound from Michelin. Yeah,
3: yeah. sounds like a secret recipe.
2: It does yeah. seem very like uh, there's some serious uh, intellectual property tied up in that. yeah, stuff. So, Brooke, Just- what? Oh, go ahead.
3: Oh yeah. I just wanted to uh, have a little bit of a counterpoint on the Hoka's because yeah. I don't want everyone thinking, Oh, they all like Hoka's and going out and buying a Hoka. Cause yeah. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a Hoka hater. And, and so I think it just means you have to really think about your foot, your mm-hmm. stride, your yep. style of running and it's going to be different for everybody. Um, but I, I, I have personally like a chronic kind of Achilles tendonitis on one side. And, um, I thought the hokas were going to be great because they have a little bit of that rocker bottom. They have a little bit more drop, um, lots of cushion, obviously. And, um, I personally like felt my pain immediately on running in them. So I have this new pair of hokas that have been ran in for the past, I've been running in them like two to three times a week for the past like three weeks to break them in. And they're still just- It's
0: just not working.
3: Not working for me. So if anybody wants to buy them,
0: <laughs> ha ha, contact me. Uh, they also
3: the... have like tiny little goat feet like me because I wear a six, size six um, or your kids maybe, let me know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so just kind of like think about I, I kind of like going back to our original point of like what works for you on trail runs, I think is a really good starting place for me. Um, I started with, um, after that sloshy mess with the Brooks shoe at our first swim run, I got some innovates. I don't know where I got on the innovate train. I think I read like, um, you know, that world of swim run. Yeah. You, you read this.
0: You got on the same train I that Chipper I read the, got the same on. article. But we had Yeah, I
3: think I was just like, "What shoe do I need?" And they have a great, you know, that great graph, and it just seems super informative. And and they I, didn't they say Innovate X Talon 200 were like the best swimmer and shoe or something? I literally they
2: did pulled up my Amazon cart so I and could Chipper bought mention those. them.
0: Yes, they did because this review the Chipper read said they were the best, so he bought them. So and he was like, and he was like, that's "You protected. should get them." And I was like, "No, I'm getting some for free, yo." <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like, for shoes.
0: Well, yeah, that's a good point.
3: Well, for us who don't have shoe hookups, I got those and um, I loved them. And then I loved them so much, I got them again the next year. And then I realized that the type I love are also not being made oh, anymore. No. And so um, I like bought six pairs off of eBay nice. for wow. like forty-five bucks. Nice.
2: Wow. And Brooke.
3: And- going through those
2: what what is your current swim run shoe and then what's kind of you mentioned the trail <laughs> thing like what's your go-to if you just go out on a 10k trail run I think in the back northwest
0: the the I,
3: I wear my innovates yeah for okay. everything I, I wear my innovates i wore them on a 18 mile trail run the other day like nice. they're great on long runs so i, I originally i also got the hokas because i was i got in a little bit of a panic mode about worlds when i heard um your yeah. interview with uh who was that that was talking about the, the shoes? Was it those swim-run monks?
0: Some, yeah, it's the, the monks. monks.
3: Yeah, so when I heard them say, oh, you know, then you have this half marathon, you know, seven-eighths of the way into the race, I was like, oh, shit, I don't know if my Innovates are going to work. And so I was like, I need some more cushion. And then that's when I kind of got on the Hoka train, but um, not not impressed. And do you have
2: any, any mods on those Innovates or just as no, is? No, I just
3: guess- – I just wear them straight up. Wow, what was your what was your issue with them?
2: So I uh, mm-hmm. like Chris. I you know it sounds like we we actually re- looked at the same that article. Was the same article. I have the the actual model up here. Innovate X Talon Two Twelve Trail Running Two oh, Hundreds. Oh, so that might I maybe the twelve part is is the problem. But um, so anyway, we took these to the pool because Chris and I showed up at. The gym pool, the one that also puts their pool temperature to ninety-one degrees, but uh,
3: <laughs> for water aerobics. Yeah, oh it was God. it
2: was dangerous. But was anyway, dangerous. We showed up and we had our swim like speedos on, but then we were wearing our tennis shoes. Yeah, we just looked like we we're going to jump into the super silly, you know, the water as you might past. imagine. And I got in, and I like immediately my feet just sunk like I had them tied together. Oh. I was like, well, this is weird. So I took them off and Chris and I both dunked our shoes in water and we just held it up. And he had the S-Lab <laughs> Amphibs and the water was just like pouring <laughs> out of these. Mine, not a drop was coming out. Yeah. And I, I, mean, it'd be great for doing the shoey, you know, where you put the beer and you drink it out of the shoe. It'd be perfect because yeah, there yeah, wouldn't yeah, be any yeah. beer loss, but it also, there's no water loss. So I actually uh, returned those ones and I went with the the Amphib. Non-S-Lab. Uh, the non-S-Lab Solomons, which were probably... I think I, REI had a sale or something. They were maybe around $100. I thought those were really good. I wore them in Casco Bay, but I'm a little bit of a bigger guy. Like I probably race somewhere around 190 to 200-something pounds. So after Casco Bay had, what, like 18 miles of running or something, my, my dogs that. were kind of barking at the yeah. end of that, and I was like, yeah, I need something... Like, I couldn't hack it in a longer race. Like, my feet were hurting by the end. And then, as Chris mentioned, um, the Swarm Run monks, we were chatting with them, and they're like, we've actually been using these Evo Speed Goats. So Evo is this different type of upper material that's like a really, really tight mesh. Um, But I found that it, it sheds water really well. They float super well. So I was able to kind of modify some of my other kit. I used to race in the in like the Zone Three Shin Floaties, but because the flotation on the the Evo Speed Ghost was so so pronounced, so pronounced, <laughs> I just ditched those because I had the the keel and then my floaty shoes.
0: Yeah, at some point it's just too much, too much floating.
2: So and I like them; they're black with neon green. So I think they look kind of cool and they kind of oh, match yeah. the. Uh, the arc wetsuit that I have. So, so a couple like, things yeah.
3: about the two twelve versus the two hundred innovate. The two hundred are a little bit more min- on the minimalist side. Okay. Okay. They're, they're like uh, they're a three millimeter drop, and the two twelve is like a, I'm seeing like a six millimeter drop. Okay. But the, they weigh about they weigh about the same.
2: Two. They also had these crazy lugs, eight millimeter lugs. So it felt like a like a soccer cleat almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were That's, really. But yeah. Very, and that's
3: where I was like, if there's road, you know, or even just well packed dirt road fire road,
2: it would that have been a problem. Be yeah.
3: So fun. yeah.
2: I concur. I am is there any shoe that anybody is wanting like what's on your next list to test out? I know personally the Tempest, the Vivo Barefoot yeah. Tempest, I'm very curious about. Um, that's probably one of the bigger swim run specific shoes that is that is coming out.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to try, have you guys heard of the VJ brand of shoes? No. Oh, yeah. It's called, yeah, it's VJ, VJ shoes and their I rock shoe has been like touted in multiple reviews. And I've, I've seen people wearing it as like the best shoe for swim run. You know, obviously as we discussed, that's super subjective because the best mm-hmm. shoe for swim run is the best shoe for you, whoever you are. Um, but i We've been talking about sort of like the polar ends of the minimalist maxi spectrum, like Hoka's on one end and Mm -hmm. um, Innovate's and Vivo's on the other end. And the VJs look like they offer something sort of in between and are made for obstacle course racing and swim runs. So I'm excited to try a pair of those. I think that might be be on my wish list.
2: I I am on their site right now, VJ Shoes USA. Dot com and they do specifically call out swim run
1: right they, the they, they <laughs> three <Yeah. laughs> which of course is like a I'm already in love you've said swim run you know <laughs> that there is swim run yeah.
2: you're, you're aware of the sport so that's a plus one was it one word yes yep. it is one word yep Roka should take notes but anyway um what else there's also this i I don't I think I'm gonna butcher this name it's not solomon it's like salaming, sal-a-ming? oh salming yeah. yep now, I've seen a couple European swim runners wear those at, at Catalina. I noticed they were also seemingly mostly European, so it must be kind of like a more Euro specific shoe. Has anybody tried those out?
1: I have not. They looked narrow. I'm not sure. That's super subjective. Don't even listen to that.
0: <laughs> Just bleep that
1: out or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Don't even listen.
3: That's definitely something I look for. I have like a a fl- like a Flintstone foot, like a wide wide toe box. So, I think mm-hmm. that's another reason why I liked that Innovates cuz they they have a little bit wider. And the Hoka's do too actually.
0: Well, I think to add some sort of anecdotal stuff, when we interviewed Beacon Blake from team vol Baywatch, I think is what their mm-hmm. their name is now. Um they were big fans of Ultra and they tried a whole bunch of shoes before they settled on Ultra. And I think Blake was using one that was super, super minimal. It looked like he was wearing a sock. Yeah. Like it was like so, very it was a vivo barefoot minimal. It was very meshy. Yeah. And then uh I think I can't remember what Blake was wearing. I think it was like the Lone Peaks or the Superiors or something, which is just like their regular standard trail shoe and you said having no problems with it. So you know, if you got some. Yeah, Ultra I've in the house- tried
1: Ultras as well. And I so I had a sloppiness problem, like that thing that you said at the beginning, Chris, mm-hmm. I don't know if we ever hammered down a metric for it, but the like slushy sloppy metric mm-hmm. was high on ultras for me just because there's a lot of space in that toe box and yeah. it's good to have space in your toe box. Like it allows your foot mechanics to function well and like stabilize you on, on uneven terrain. Some but splang. Some splaying is good, but... Um, you also want to be be the driver of your shoe, like you don't want your sh- your foot to just like fly around in there, and the shoe to go willy nilly. And I found that ultras were hmm. like that for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've tried ultras, not in the run context, and yeah, they weren't for me.
1: I am trying to think of the name. The I think Hoka Jaws is a that's a, a model pretty popular one. That's pretty no, popular. Um,
2: I know mm-hmm. Lars uses that one and a couple yeah. other folks use the, the jaws. Now that has the same upper as the Evo speed goat. Cause it's the Evo jaws. And then yep. that one's a little bit, it's almost kind of like a blend between the, the innovate lug style that are kind of like more, I'm going to call it like yeah. pronounced like soccer style, you know, maybe not eight millimeter lug, but maybe like a six or a four. Um, but with that kind of Evo upper that allows for a lot of, uh, but it, and, and not the total, not the Hoka super maximal, you know, running yeah, on clouds almost. thing. It's like kind of a quote unquote normal shoe for a Hoka.
1: Yep.
3: Annie, how do you feel like just coming from like kind of the PT perspective? Because I think about this a lot when you're choosing between minimal, minimalist versus something like the Hoka running on clouds. Like, you know, everyone talks about Hoka running on clouds, but for me, it feels like I'm, I'm running on a trampoline and my ankle stability feels, um, what's going to give first, which is why I think they, they hurt my ankle. And so I think like an important consideration, like maybe some, maybe we could put this on the swim run labs website, actually just some like little tests you can do to kind of measure your ankle stability and your foot strength. And like Mm-hmm. and if you would be good in a more huh. supportive running on clouds kind of shoe versus a more minimalist
0: uh, well, you know what and also going the other way too I think some of these super minimal shoes like if you're not ready I mean this is what Asher was mentioning in, in, in his uh, in his episode was you know these shoes aren't for everyone you have to learn how to run in these things so if you just put on like a barefoot minimal shoe and you go out and try to run 10 miles, like you're going to be hurt. That's a bad idea. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And there's like specific things you can do to strengthen your foot for minimalist running. Um,
1: I honestly think that the most sensible thing to do when you're talking about minimalist footwear is consider that you need to train to wear that shoe and, and do just like a graded, graded approach to your, your training volume in the same way that you do that use a graded approach to the shoe so if you were new to running you would start with maybe you know runs of a distance of like a mile and if you're new to minimalist footwear if you don't want to set yourself back with injury consider starting in a similar graded progression
2: that's very uh sound (laughs) would say.
0: yeah everyone can i
1: can i shout another one from the injury prevention soapbox
0: yeah
1: so there's an awesome study out. I consider this like the lowest hanging fruit of of running injury prevention. And it's a great study out of um, Luxembourg. There's a researcher named Malisu who specializes in the study of running shoes and injury risk factors. And the decrease in injury risk factor, if a runner or a swim runner, as we may be, um, trains in two different models of a shoe Injury rate can reduce by up to 39%. And that is not hard to do. So I would say, you know, going back to that overarching zoomed out perspective of like there is no perfect swim run shoe, use two. And you'll reduce your injury rate by 39%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been doing that intuitively just partly because I have access to shoes. So it's like I just have a bunch of different types of shoes. That sounds like a humble brag. That's not not how I mean it at all. I just mean to say that I've been running in a lot of variety of shoes for a while and really – I like injuries aren't. I've been doing the same too,
2: and I think when I first started running, that was kind of something that I was like, I have to run in these ones to break these shoes in, and not you know so my feet can get used to them and callus in the right areas and stuff. Yeah, but, someone
0: said I overpronate, so yeah. I can only use. And yeah. I
2: think as I've been doing that using multiple shoes, but without the 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 double blind peer reviewed scientific study that we have, so I think. That that's that's probably a good tip. Like I have a couple different shoes that I like to mix up on the road, and then a couple different trail runs
0: depending. So, um, yeah, variety and is and, the and spice of life. And for bringing it back to swim run, I mean, what a great addition to your toolkit. Where you have maybe a couple shoes that you're comfortable swim running in, and it just depends on the terrain. Yeah. Yeah, of course, for sure. Nice, well, man. This, I think this was, we uh, this was good,
2: pretty comprehensive.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll try to put all this in show notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, we'll we'll definitely we will link to any
2: uh, studies or anything that the Swim Run Labs mentioned. Uh, we'll we'll be sure to link to that and any any shoe reviews that 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 they have there, and we will uh, try to to get most of what we talked about here, including the shoes that we're kind of currently using and the things that that we've tried. And again, you know none of us have been um, paid by any of these companies to
0: no. say yay or nay on said shoe. I think that's pretty obvious at this point. As I
3: say, I'm a Hoka
0: hater. We shall not be paid by Hoka.
2: we yeah. yeah. <laughs> contracted by six uh, to, to talk shit about Hoka. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. Well, awesome. And I think, there's probably going to be a million questions here, and we're probably going to have forgotten a little bit of stuff. So you could reach out to us or the Swarm Run Labs peep uh, ladies, and we will.
0: Were you about to sure. say?
2: Were you going to say peeps? Yeah, peeps. Please don't call us. <laughs> do you can people.
1: call us peeps. You can call us peeps. That's a compliment.
2: Uh, hit up our peeps at the Swarm Run Labs. <laughs> Just go to swarmrunlabs.com.
1: Yep. And hit yep. the. Or message, button. exactly, and or message us through um, Instagram or swim run labs, or you can go to Facebook and join the swimrun lab and we can talk about it all in there.
0: Cool. Nice. Annie and Brooke, thank you guys so much for being on the show. This is fun. I really it. Thanks for having you. us again. <laughs> we're,
3: glad we, we're glad we got invited back. We weren't sure if
0: we were going to it. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, take a seat on the
2: couch. Like, uh, Carson, the comedian that does <laughs> opens the Our set. Talk? If you get, uh, you know, Johnny Carson, if he invites you to the couch, that would like make your <laughs> yeah. career.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. I mean invite you back. Yeah. You know, I'm
2: making references that are, you know, 40,
0: 50 years old. Yeah.
3: I know, and you're the youngest of all of us. Exactly. I, don't I don't know. I don't know.
2: Anyway, I'm gonna go back to watching Andy Griffiths. So <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, that was the Swim Run shoe
0: Round Table. Round table. AKA The Shoe Down. The shoe down. Ooh. And thanks. Woo. I like the poop. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> all right, thank
2: you.
1: Thanks,
2: guys. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to The Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review on
0: iTunes if you're so inclined. You can also sign up for our newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at The Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, drop us an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music. And of
2: course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run activities, hobbies,
0: and other bullshit we do. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. And then a run. And then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim.
2: And then run to the finish line and just keep going until you're done. Yes, or until run to you cross or, the car.
0: Or run to the car. <laughs>